How's it going, guys? Welcome to the show. Sponsored by GorseNexus.com. Check them out. And of course, don't forget about our friend Bobby and Fairly Decent Golf, especially on TikTok, Facebook. Very active. Check out the merch. We have a couple of shirt designs that he did for us that are being carried through his store. If you're interested, go check it out. I highly recommend it. And check out his content. We love you, Bobby. Wish you nothing but the best. So I hope everybody had a great week. Um, no real big Supreme Court decisions, so we don't have to uh, talk about that right now. I'm still sure that everybody's very upset about the last one and the one before that and so on and so forth. Um, and we'll let them be mad. Okay. Now, one thing that I used to, I, I, Angel's a big was a big fan for a long time too. I know that. And I'm sure Christopher is a connoisseur. We like burritos here on this show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also known as a Mexican sandwich. All right. <laughs> okay. I mean, a quesadilla, all that, that's a sandwich. It pretty much is a sandwich, right? You know, I mean, the burrito, it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I mean, I know it doesn't have two pieces of bread, but if you cut it in half, you kind of have two. But anyway, we'll call it the Mexican sandwich. All right. We're a big fan of Mexican sandwiches. We enjoy it. We love a burrito. It's excellent. Eating burritos all over the place. But what if I told you that Chipotle is about to change things up? Okay. So Chipotle is testing a robot that can prepare avocados for making the guacamole or guacamole, as some of you call it. Okay. Developed a robot that can prepare avocados before they're added to guac. Today, it takes roughly 50 minutes. So think about that, right? It takes 50 minutes to make a batch of Chipotle's guacamole. The restaurant industry has been struggling with a shrinking workforce and rising labor costs. God forbid you have to pay people. Fast casual, the fast casual chain developed a collaborative robot or cobot. <laughs> so fucking clever. In partnership with Vibu Labs, a California-based robotics startup. Mm-hmm. Chipotle also announced Wednesday that its $50 million venture arm, Cultivate Next, is investing in Vibu. Yeah. Financial terms were not disclosed. The announcement comes as the company and its rivals have experimented with robotics and other forms of automation. The broader restaurant industry is struggling with a shrinking workforce and rising wages. Once again, God forbid you should pay anybody. Sweet Green recently opened a location in Naperville, Illinois, where it makes salads. Big salad, Angel, your favorite. I like salad. Big salad and warm bowls on an automated assembly line. Starbucks is investing in coffee-making equipment that creates less work for baristas. Fast food chains such as Carlos Jr. are using artificial intelligence software to take drive through orders. I don't see a problem with any of this. To prepare avocados using the avocado, <laughs> clever once again, Chipotle employees load up the device with a full case of the ripe fruit already in L. The robot should be able to do it itself. The avocado can hold up to 25 pounds at one time. Ironically, so can I. <laughs> then the machine vertically orients the avocados, <laughs> slices them in half, and removes their core and skin. The skin of the avocado, not the workers. Sure. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> um, the, bowls, the bowl at the bottom collects the fruit, which employees can then mash and mix with the rest of the guacamole ingredients. Chipotle wants, still, want, still wants employees to have a hand in making their guac. 
There's no plan to test automated guac made in our restaurant, Kurt Garner, Chipotle's chief technology officer, told CNBC. Employees do not have to monitor the avocado while it prepares the avocados and even use the top of the device as more of a counter space to prepare other ingredients. The prototype is very close to design or manufacture, according to Garner. Chipotle expects to test the avocado in restaurants later this year. If you live in the Columbus, Ohio area, you are guaranteed to get a a slice of this. That is the largest test market for products of fast food across the fruited plain. And I believe Chipotle may have its headquarters located in Columbus, Ohio. I know obviously Wendy's is in Dublin, but there's a lot of companies that are located in Columbus and they see it as like the best test ground for new products, especially when it comes to fast food. You know what I mean? So when the Baconator before, remember, there wasn't a Baconator forever. You guys forget that didn't exist up until what, 2010, 2011. That burger was tested in Columbus, Ohio, because they trusted the people of Columbus to get it right. And by God, they got that one right. Right. It's a 10 out of 10 or 9.8 or whatever. All right. Preparing avocados for guacamole routine rank routinely ranks as one of the employee's least favorite tasks, probably along with dealing with customers. Gardner said, it's also one of the most dangerous duties in Chipotle kitchens, sometimes resulting in knife injuries, also called stabbings because the workers revolt. On top of saving time and labor costs, the robot could also cut food waste. If the chain develops an avocado across its footprint for more than 3,200 locations, it could help save millions of dollars on avocados annually, the company said. Despite those savings, guacamole will probably still cost customers extra. It's worth it, Gardner said. Chipotle's been testing automation for other kitchen tasks. Since September, one of the company's California locations has been using Chippy, an autonomous tortilla chip maker created by Miso Robotics, a subsidiary of of Vibu. We've got a few more months of that restaurant test before we're officially making the decision whether there's any more refactoring that needs to be done on whether Chippy is ready to go into a different restaurant. Chippy. Right. We we should make a, a a version of the Terminator movie where it's the fucking the automated fucking tortilla chip maker that fucking takes over. <laughs> Are you Sarah Connor? <laughs> yeah. Start slinging tortilla chips at her. At fucking such a high velocity that they cut through flesh. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. Extends its fucking avocado soaked hand. And she's <laughs> slipping on the hand while trying to hold on because of all the avocados that have been massacred. Chippy. God. God help us all. Gardner added the company is exploring more opportunities to automate ingredient preparation and use artificial intelligence to predict how much food to prepare. Folks, I think you know where this is going. If you haven't been to a McDonald's in a long time, most like there's one. They used to have like four counter spots, right? With registers, with people working the counter, taking your order, right? Now there's one person and most people don't even fuck with that person. They go straight up to the uh, automatic order uh, screen. You, you, you put your own order in and then you go when they call out your number or whatever. You're like number 69. Yeah, that's me. Number 69. Nice. And you go and pick up your shit. Um, it's, it's just going to be the way of the future. You're not even going to have people in the kitchen. You're not going to have people work in the front. You're not going to have a robot. You're going to have a robot cleaning the John, which is probably the most unsavory job in the world, because we all know what happens 
in McDonald's, Wendy's, and Taco Bell bathrooms. What people do is they suspend themselves from the ceiling like Mission Impossible 9000 or whatever the fuck we're on now and just spray level four fire diarrhea all over the walls, you know, pee everywhere, right? Vomit, perhaps a heroin overdose. They, they fucking they, they put their they plug their thumb on their butthole to kind of fan the spray of feces out <laughs> to maximize the effective range of their spray. It's like a sprinkler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A fucking fecal oh. sprinkler. Oh my god! So so they made this robot. Yeah. To basically have their workers manage it after it's there because you know it's going to break you know it's going to do all this shit and they're going to the workers who get paid shit money who aren't engineers are the ones that are going to be fucking dealing with this machine and fixing it and knowing what to do with it all the time and they ain't getting paid extra to do that shit like it's ridiculous i think that i mean obviously if i was like you know a company owner obviously like it would make sense for me to do that because like it's going to make me money in the long run and I can just make these employees figure it out when it doesn't work. And then they can always do it manually if it breaks. So really it's just, it's just another way for corporations to get, you know, away with actually taking advantage of their workers and they're not going to pay them anymore. Like having to deal with this fucking machine, like it, and, they spent all that money. It's like, you how, couldn't it just, you know, how, how does it even out? I mean, I don't know how much, you know, but I, I'm thinking it probably costs a lot more to make this fucking machine and, and fix it and repair it and do updates. Like the way shit's working with like fucking uh, devices and software and updates, like you are constantly paying companies like either monthly or annually to have a service or a software mm. function. So how long before they start doing that with these robotic machines? And at what point, you know, is it cheaper to just continue to use humans for your labor? Like, cause it's starting to get really ridiculous. Like the cost of things, like, because the companies have to offset the amount of people that are like managing all of this shit because everything's obviously growing and, and whatever, but like, you know, software programs monthly, it's very rare that you get a perpetual license mm-hmm. and they don't guarantee even if, and if you can get one, they don't guarantee it after X amount of years for security updates. It's ridiculous what you like have to go through when you're using things. So I, I don't know. I just think it's fucking shitty at Chipotle. Yeah. Uh, and again, I, I still stand by my original statement. I think it's going to be a point where you're just not going to have any fucking workers in there. You're going to have some guy who went to MIT thinking he was going to be the next Lex Friedman. And now he's like, you know, fixing uh, Chippy and the uh, Chippy avocado. and the avocado. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah <laughs> the avocado nader, um, you know, yeah. he, he's just going to program that fucker to kill his ex-wife who's taking his alimony. Yeah, I come from the future. Right <laughs> Take my hand if you want to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What'd you say, Angel? Their chips suck. They're a bit you stale. Know, my my problem with Chipotle's chips is I think they're too goddamn salty. That they are. I, 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 if, I, if, I if agree. They, if they cut back on the salt, they would be okay. 
Yeah. Now it's not like my it's not like my local Mexican restaurant mm. where the chips are straight fire. Of Love. course. Yeah. Made fresh. Yes, yeah. made fresh daily. Made fresh. made fresh daily. That's the way it ought to be. And speaking yes. of fresh, I want to uh shift gears a little bit. So what do you know about the contents of your tap water? Do you feel comfortable drinking out of the tap? And this is not a gotcha. This is not a gotcha. I genu- genuinely want to know. You don't. Christopher does not drink out of the tap. Angel, do you drink out I, of the tap? I do. I also drink like at work. You know, the majority of the day we have um, we have the re- reverse osmosis. You oh, know, okay. Water. Well, yeah, high end. Like so, you know, I drink that all day long. But like at home, I don't have a reverse osmosis, and I don't like. So like the Brita filter kind of always tastes funny to me with the water like that you, you know, put it in the filter in the container like it just always has an off taste to me. Um, so I just drink water straight out of the tap when I'm at home like I'll, I'll be right. honest it's not right. bad it's all right. All right Christopher is shaking his head with no I don't drink crunch. water out of the tap I, I don't even cook with water out of the tap uh, wow. at, my, at my house we have the like a primo water cooler system and we get like the big five gallon water cooler jugs mm-hmm. and it's so much better. Oh, like, I bet. Tastes cleaner and it's got, and it's got a built in, like it, it comes out cold or you can have it fucking scalding hot. Like it's perfect for like a bowl of oatmeal. Don't even need to use the microwave. Yeah. A cup of tea maybe. Yeah. That's what yeah, we Yeah, absolutely. A, cu- a cup of tea, uh, ramen. Yeah. 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 Ramen. Yeah. It's fantastic for that. Like I said, it, as long as you're patient, you know what I mean? But the water comes out like I'm talking like it'll scald you hot. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no, and, tap. no tap unless you're in the shower. Oh, uh, yeah. That, and that's it. But, and that's it. Okay. It, All right. I do not ingest it. I don't trust it. Uh, I, I don't even trust like people that have well water. I don't even trust well water around here because yes. we have so many fucking landfills in our area. Oh, yeah. Or you can have uh, poisoned aquifers. Uh, you can mm-hmm. have carcinogens in the aquifers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the reason why I'm asking about this is because uh, the USGS study found forever chemicals in nearly half of all U.S. tap water. Mm-hmm. The study by the United States Geological Survey tested for the presence of 32 types of PFAS from samples taken from 716 locations, 269 private wells. 447 public supply across the nation from 2016 to 2021. Based on these samples, the USGS researchers determined by modeling that on average, at least one PFAS is detected in about 45, excuse me, 45% of US tap water. There are more than 12,000 types of PFAS, which are invisible man-made chemicals, high levels of which have been linked to adverse health issues including various cancers, reproductive issues, adverse effects on immune function, but not all of the PFAS types can be detected with current tests. USGS scientists tested water collected directly from people's kitchen sinks across the nation, providing the most comprehensive study to date on PFAS and tap water from both private wells and public supplies. USGS researcher hydrologist Kelly Schmalling The study's lead author said in a statement on July 5th, the study estimates that at least one type of PFAS, those that were monitored, could be present in nearly half of the tap water 
in the U.S. Furthermore, PFAS concentrations were similar between public supplies and private wells. They're colloquially referred to as forever chemicals because they don't easily break down in the human body or environment, and some of them never fully break down. Great. Uh, I, I can only imagine what the water in East Palestine tastes like. It's still happening, by the mm. way. Anyway. Mm. The substances are known for the resistance to grease, oil, water, and heat, and as such can be used in a wide range of products, including nonstick cookware. Thank you, Dow Chemical. Mm-hmm. Stain and water-resistant fabrics, carpets, as well as cleaning products, paints, water repellents, and firefighting foams. Mm-hmm. According to the USGS, the study marks the first time anyone has tested for and compared PFAS and tap water both private and government regulated public water supplies on a broad scale throughout the United States. Those data were used to model and estimate PFAS contamination nationwide. USGS study can help members of the public to understand their risk of exposure and inform policy <laughs> management decisions regarding testing and treatment options for drinking water, the agency said in a release. Now, maybe you're wondering, is this more of an urban thing or is this more of a rural thing? Well, there's more risk in the urban area. I'm going to show you a map here in a second just to give you a little bit of an idea. Urban areas are more risk for forever chemical exposure compared to rural areas with the forever chemicals detected in over 70% of urban areas or areas in the known history of forever chemical contamination compared to 8% of rural areas. Research observed the exposure in urban areas, including the Great Plains, our most sacred Great Lakes, eastern seaboard, central and southern California regions. Most frequently detected compound in the studies were uh, PFBS, PFHXS, and PFOA. USGS research estimates the probability of not detecting PFAS above their detect- detection limits is about 25% in urban centers areas with known history of forever chemical contamination and more than 75 percent in rural areas the epa in march proposed the national drinking water limit for the two most widely used pfas known as pfoa and pfos their levels will be limited to at most four parts per trillion in drinking water according to the proposal one ppt is the equivalent of one drop of contaminant in 18 million gallons of water According to the United States Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry, blood PFAS levels among Americans have decreased since 2002 when production and use of forever chemicals in the United States declined. After two decades, however, most Americans still have detectable levels in their blood. By the way, not to change the subject, but you heard about the nonstick from Dow Chemical. I think that's in 90% of our DNA now. Mm -hmm. It's infiltrated that far. All of the nonstick, the fucking Teflon shit, yeah what's worse eating that shit or having to scrub a pan but i think that it's that's part of the same thing like the non-stick whatever like i don't know like i think it's part of the same family i can't remember but i mean all of that shit like is bad for you and you know the people so like people want to make money okay sure and (laughs) it's a constant like thing of well most corporations will do whatever they can to make the most money and if that means that they're going to poison the environment or people as a result to make the product they just want to make their money like they don't you know and especially like early on with chemicals and stuff like 
you know, there, there wasn't a whole lot of research to, you know, determine how harmful it was unless it was like in mass quantities that somebody was affected by sure. it. So like, you know, they're like, oh, well, it's okay for X amount of, you know, parts per million. Well, like with these PFAs, they're finding out the, the recommended, you know, parts per million for, for units or whatever that is acceptable is probably not acceptable. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they just determine that based upon, in my opinion, <laughs> I could I could be wrong, but a lot of the times they're like, oh, we're going to accept this because we want, you know, these people need to make money. And it's all about who you know and how much money you have in order to manipulate the data to get what you want. And that's across the board for everything that you're going to come, you know, into contact with USGS fucking whatever else. Like it's, it's all a fucking, it's, it's all a scheme. They're going to say, oh yeah, that's safe. And then, you know, 10 years later and like, oh, that, that, that really wasn't safe. But we were just saying it was safe because we took the company's word for it. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? That mm -hmm. these people are relying upon the company who is producing the documentation in order to, you know, do these reports. Oh, well, we did this, 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 and this. And then they take it and they read it and they're like, oh, well then it's probably okay within this acceptable level. And turns out it's not. And it's gonna always be like that because something is always harmful to you, you know? Yeah. So it doesn't matter. People make all of their money off of it and then they fucking, they move on to the next thing like with Freon and you know whatever else i know you know or a, a, asbestos that was the go-to fucking thing oh yeah okay? and say remember at one time they told you to smoke the brand of cigarettes that your doctor recommended yeah yeah with an asbestos filter i'm sure right yeah. oh yeah yeah i mean oh, lucky filter <laughs> the, <laughs> the amount of shit that had um asbestos in it and like that was what they used to insulate homes back in the day mm -hmm asbestos it was a miracle like but it was fucking bad for you well, you know it's funny you should mention that uh at my former place of employment um the building the where the uh, i guess you call it the warehouse and my loading dock or whatever the the building was so old that it had asbestos um uh asbestos insulation for pipes too yeah and for it, everything it was all over and there were placards all over the building warning uh asbestos present mm -hmm. and what the safety director would tell us is like as long as you don't disturb it you won't have a problem i'm like well what if somebody else fucking disturbs it what if a pipe gets loose and it's like you're just next thing you know you got to call james sokolov because you got the fucking mesothelioma yeah like it's bad mm -hmm. news like that shit's bad news yeah that that's why even like uh locally like the timkin like uh and like canton drop forge and shit like that like yeah a lot of those places, like they used uh, asbestos gloves because they were so heat resistant, and all these people wound up with fucking cancer. So, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. I didn't know that. I, I never would have oh, yeah. thought of that. Yeah. Yep, the Canton Forge was... for Timken, eh? Mm -hmm. Wow. Fuck yep. me. <clears throat> yep. Well, that means that everybody at Republic Steel probably got it too, right up a cliff. Yeah. Yep. Easily. Yep. I was gonna say all all those places, all those places. Shit. 
I bet you it happened too. I like at every single like steel forging plant, like from Birmingham, England to Birmingham, fucking Alabama. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Oh yeah, it's great. It's, it's completely heat. It was a mere miracle insulator. I, I'm telling you, the shit that they're gonna find out about, like you know, the crap that we wash our clothes with, is gonna be. I mean, whatever. I mean, the, the fuck, you can't put shit back on the donkey. It's gone. Um, I want to give you guys a map. All right, just so you know, now my our friends in Puerto Rico, you guys are fucked as usual, as what you expected. So look at this. Like this is your like your heat map, right? <laughs> Number of PFAS detections in the water supply. Uh, New Jersey, as expected, completely covered from tip to butt in disgusting chemicals in the water, as expected. Sorry. Boston, same thing. New York City. Um, our brothers and sisters in, uh, in Indianistan, be careful because it's there in Indianapolis. Uh, not in Fort Wayne, though. Very interesting. And then, of course, Chicago. By the way, Angel and I just fa- kind of came across this. I, you know, her and I had a real hoot about this. The Dave Matthews Band poured shit right into the Chicago River, and it ended up on top of a, a tour boat on the Chicago River. I can't believe it. Like mm-hmm. the guy saw a graded bridge and water, and was like, "I'm just going to dump this tour bus like tank of of human shit right into the Chicago River because fuck them." <laughs> right yeah and then he got them all over the tourists like fuck me man like i've never seen a river and been like you know something i'm gonna i'm gonna take a dump right in the water right here right now right fucking now uh let alone dump a tour bus worth of fecal matter into the goddamn chicago river but you know whatever denver you're fucked big trouble um florida uh play uh, miami's not on there but tampa is Naples is Atlanta is well what are the what are some big companies that are in um let's see major corporations pick one of the ones in Florida that you just said uh Tampa let's do Tampa Tampa St. Pete not too far from our dear friend Sal who just wrote a book again and what does the survey say okay so let's say Let's see what it says here. It says um, TD Cinex. I don't know what that is. Maybe they make um, tech data. So. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you look at this map, though, like for the motherland, Cincinnati's in big trouble. Cleveland did not make it. Look at that. And Cleveland has a very bad reputation, especially with the Cuyahoga River catching fire, I think, seven times. Um not anymore in Akronistan. burning river. That's right. Akronistan, uh, Cantonistan, negative. Pittsburgh didn't make it. But this is from 2021. So where East Palestine is, there's just going to be a giant blue, like the, the gallon of paint is just going to be dropped right on top of it. Now, these are all not what I'm looking for. I wonder, for. but like New Jersey is a known dump for many reasons. Secaucus is a landfill. Okay, all the garbage from New York City used to go out to the Meadowlands, right? That's what I understand, including Jimmy Hoffa was there. Um, it's just the dump. It's just, it, it's such a high concentration of people, garbage, just filth, not to mention, you know, the, the chemical manufacturers in that area. Now, there's a place close to where we live, Barberton, that was PPG. PPG is in Tampa. Oh, okay, there you go. 
Uh, PPG used to have a plant, or I think Dow. they have a plant in uh, Barberton, Ohio, which is west of Akron. And their, their fucking reservoirs, their water reservoirs, BSF. are completely fucking fenced off. Like you can't, because they don't want anybody getting near it. And of course, all the local kids would be like, oh, yeah, we went fishing down there and caught a fish with four cocks and three eyes. You know, nobody could ever verify the claim, but whatever. Lubrizol. Lubrizol. Yeah, and BASF is also um, headquartered in uh, New Jersey somewhere. Great. Um, So, like, wherever you see, um, you know, chemical manufacturers, uh, manufacturers of building products, you're going to see that's where all of these sources of, you know, forever chemicals are coming from because they just, they have, you know, well, for years, for a long, 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 long time, like they had all the runoff, like they mm-hmm. just, you know, fucking put shit down drains. Like people just did that because there were no other, they were, they didn't say that they couldn't. <laughs> so we're, <laughs> and you know, you probably shouldn't have done that, but right. there weren't, wasn't any rules against it. So if there's not a rule, you're going to do it. told me not to. Yeah. Right. And you know, even though you know it's wrong, like you do it anyway because you're like well it's it's okay you know they, it can't be a problem well no like now you've harmed all of this shit because you want to fucking make money and manufacture what garbage garbage you know i mean i don't know how else to put it like and i know a lot of companies are like trying to you know go green and it it's all a bunch of fucking bullshit. Like it's that. all yeah. a bunch of fucking bullshit. <laughs> we we also have to remember that the uh, consumption of microplastics is shrinking our taint. Right. So so eventually we'll all be shitting on our balls. That's a problem. You know. Yeah. Even for the ladies who have balls. Right. <laughs> you have these, uh, you know, corporations who buy up land all over the place like especially um you know wood manufacturers you know they buy up patches of land for like wood and then they go ahead and treat it with all of these chemicals where it's like pressure impregnated so that it can be used in exterior environments so that it lasts longer or it's um you know fire retardant treated wood chemicals and it it's all baked in you know that they take the fucking wood in its raw form and they put it inside kilns and they fucking, uh, you know, p- basically put needles into the wood and they like pressurize with chemicals into this wood. And there's fucking that shit goes into the water. Of course it gets it in the air. And it's going to be in the homes that people are living in. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's an eventual like exposure is just a matter of time. Right. And contamination. And that's another thing with the, you know, speaking of forever chemicals, I would love to see the USGS go around to water supplies that are close to cemeteries and test the water there because all of the shit that you idiots fill your dead with, the formaldehyde, the lenolin, all that shit, like it doesn't stay in the body. Okay. It doesn't stay in the body. It eventually gets into the water supply. Mm-hmm. You're better off just dumping the dead in a hole and covering it and let nature, you know, recycle the material essentially. Cause then that's not going to be toxic. It's just going to be part of the, the earth again. Uh, anyway. So yeah, so that's what we're looking at here. I bring you more of the same. Uh, you all know that we're huge fans of the cops on this show. We absolutely think the cops are heroes. 
we back the blue right up our asshole. Um, we're just those kind of people. You're going to like this one, Angel. You're really going to enjoy this. Okay. And uh, I would like to give a shout out, of course. I think this is uh, in this Matt Agarist, I think, that put this together. Earlier this month, the sheriff's office of Florida announced the termination of a former officer who faked a racist carjacking and subsequent shooting to camouflage his own inability to handle a firearm responsibly. Dakota Wood, 21 years of age, previously employed with the Hernando County Sheriff's Office, has been hit with a plethora of charges, including tampering with physical evidence, false reports of crimes, discharging a firearm in public or residential property. On 30th of June, 2023, deputies responded to an alleged carjacking and shooting in Wiki Wachi Gardens. <laughs> okay, I'm not kidding. It's a real place. I believe you. Where they found Wood nursing a gunshot wound to the leg. He initially spun a tale of unknown men who he claimed were black, of course, attempting to steal his vehicle. According to Wood, they threatened his life and shot him in the thigh before fleeing the scene. As the narrative unfolded, however, inconsistencies became evident, as they will. Wood later admitted to detectives that the elaborate story was a fabrication crafted in a desperate attempt to avoid repercussions for his own reckless behavior. He confessed to shooting himself accidentally while playing with his gun alone in the park, distraught over relationship issues with his girlfriend. Thank God he shot himself and not his girlfriend. Because I'll tell you what, if I was that lady, I would fucking run to Alaska. Get the fuck away from this guy. Playing with his gun. I know plenty of people who have owned firearms who have lost them in tragic boating accidents over the years, and I can tell you one thing is for certain. None of them play with firearms. None of them. It's absolutely antithetical to gun culture minute one. It's not a fucking toy. It's a tool. All right? It could save your life, but it also kills people and things that you pointed at. You don't play with it. It's not a toy. This is your security force, to quote Scott Horton. This is your security force. All right? And he was, uh, you know, uh, distraught over relationship issues with his girlfriend. I'm telling you right now, whoever that lady is, I hope she's in fucking witness protection because he's going to fucking kill her, I bet you. Anyway, despite the sheriff, uh, the county sheriff, Al Nihuis, describing such situation as relatively rare, it's important to underline the frequency in which occurrences truly happen. It's not an isolated incident or a one-off mistake by an errant officer's. officer. excuse me. It speaks volumes about a systemic issue showing a disturbing trend within law enforcement, the fabrication of crimes to cover up their own inadequacies. Yes, indeed. 2016 study by the National Registry of Exonerations found that police officers and prosecutors often contribute to wrongful convictions by manufacturing crimes, which we already know. The fabricated story of Wood falls into the same troubling pattern, marking another instance of the gross misuse of power within law enforcement. What's more concerning is the damaging impact such false narratives have on community relations and the perception of marginalized racial groups. When a figure of authority, such as a law enforcement officer, propagates false stereotypes, it fuels the fire of racial bias and reinforces the cycle of prejudice and injustice. Wood was released on a $7,000 bond, however, on July 1st. The consequences of his actions will reverberate beyond his personal life, further eroding the public's trust in law enforcement. As mentioned, cops faking shootings or attacks on themselves is a common theme. In 2019, citizens of the Virginia Commonwealth and the rest of the country were shocked as headlines across the internet reported the Fauquier County, that's it's spelled F-A-U-Q-U-I-E-R, Fauquier. Uh, I'm sure our, our Virginia listeners, I'm looking at Lexi and Dustin, correct me on the pronunciation, was found unconscious on the roadside after being attacked by people driving a black SUV. 
Mm. Blue Line supporters came out in full force, driving home the narrative that there was a war on cops. However, after police began investigating the incident, they quickly found that no attack actually ever happened. Apparently, the sheriff's deputy, Jake Preston Dooley, 22, went so far as to hit himself in the head to fake an attack and was even hospitalized. Amazingly enough, it only took the department 24 hours to realize that Dooley was lying. Sheriff Mosier then thanked the community for their outrage at the cops' fake attack and noted how horrible it made them feel. In January of 2020, there was a fabricated story on how Los Angeles Sheriff's Deputy Angel Rianosa was shot in the shoulder by a sniper. A sniper. As he walked from his patrol car into the station, a massive manhunt ensued. As heavily armed deputies and military attire set up a perimeter and locked down the area, but it would all be in vain. Reynosa was arrested because he made the entire thing up. Less than a week later, another cop in Ohio was arrested for doing the exact same thing. On January 13th, approximately 50 officers from 10 different departments combed a predominantly black neighborhood looking for a non-existent suspect. A swarm of cops was reportedly detaining innocent people, pulling over others, and shaking up an entire community. All of this chaos and rights violations because Warren police officer Noah Lennon falsely claimed he had been involved in a shooting with a black man in a black SUV. Well, so did he have a wound? on his shoulder like the guy previous like to the ohio man you uh, officer whatever you just former officer did the uh angel right angel however i don't know uh renoza however renoza i don't know it was shot in the shoulder by a sniper he says they made the entire thing up but maybe he was wearing a bulletproof vest but what kind of fucking bulletproof vest is going to stop a sniper round but like well you got a fucking 308 coming at you oh yeah this yeah this is what he just cut it i have no idea it doesn't say it doesn't say but yeah i i get what you're saying here i do um but the black man in a black suv folks more the same unfortunately i hate to tell you so um i hate to bring you down now i want to bring you down a little bit further i'm going to drag you a little bit more into the mud all right now let me ask you guys something angel i hope you're going to maybe you remember some of this we've talked about this in the past this is not a stumpy moment okay xinjiang province i know christopher (laughs) knows what i'm talking about i'm going to turn it over to him in a second do you does this any of that sound familiar with you uh it's not located in california Okay. All right. Where do you, where... I, I, why would I think that uh, something with that pronunciation? Because you might think it's Chinatown. I, I'm not that fucking stupid. I'm not. That's not the implication. We have lots of Chinese places around here. Just I've don't... never heard of anything being named that in in a city in the United States. If there is one, I apologize because I don't know. But I've never heard of it. Have so... you heard about what's happened in Xinjiang province? Um, I don't. Maybe. I think, well, I mean, it, it was a while ago that we talked about this. <laughs> I don't remember, but I'm sure you can refresh my memory. Christopher's going to go ahead and do that. Christopher, what is Xinjiang famous for? Uh, the concentration camps for the, the, what is it, the Uyghur Muslims? Yes. Yes. Does that yeah. ring a bell, Angel? Yeah. Okay, there you go. See, I told you. Come back to you. So, a United States law was passed, right? Uh, the law that restricts imports from Xinjiang violate um because of what the ethical issues that are going on there and by ethical i mean ethnic cleansing and genocide um president uh, jose biden uh signed the measure thursday amid mounting tension including appeals by activists for a boycott of february's winter olympics in beijing 
all right? Prohibits U.S. businesses, and of course this is from a while ago, it prohibits U.S. businesses from importing goods from Xinjiang unless they can be proven not to be made by forced labor, okay? I want to go through the crimes that have happened in Xinjiang, at least that we've been able to document, okay? <clears throat> there is a 53-page report, which will not be read in its entirety, but we'll give you the Cliff's notes over it. Um, it's about Human Rights Watch that went there, okay? So, Chinese authorities have systematically persecuted Turkic Muslims, their lives, their religion, their culture, said Sophie Richardson, China director at Human Rights Watch. Beijing said it's providing vocational training and de-radicalization. That rhetoric can't obscure a grim reality of crimes against humanity. Crimes against humanity are considered among the gravest human rights abuses under international law. Chinese government oppression of the Turkic Muslims is not a new phenomenon. In recent years, it reached unprecedented levels. In addition to mass detention and pervasive restrictions on practicing Islam, increased evidence of forced labor, broad surveillance, and unlawful separation of children from their families. It's increasingly clear that the Chinese Communist Party policies and practices against Turkic Muslim population in Xinjiang meet the standard for crimes against humanity under international criminal law, said Beth Van Schock. Faculty Affiliate Stanford Center for Human Rights and International Justice. The government's failure to stop these crimes, let alone punish those responsible, shows the need for strong and coordinated international action. I have heard of concentration camps, literal concentration camps. And furthermore, let me ask you this. You don't think that the Chinese Communist Party is going to find a way to take items made from forced labor and make it look like they came from somewhere else. How is that even possible to track? I mean, seriously, you think they're going to own up to it? Like customs are like, shit. Yeah, you got us. Uh, this iPhone was made in Xinjiang. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the, passing these laws is absolutely moot. It doesn't matter. But I mean, so if there really is a ban on imports from that location i mean could they possibly send that forced labor product to another location in china and have it shipped to the u.s like via that way exactly or like how you know how do they get around it i'm not 100 percent sure i don't know how it works i mean mm -hmm. i get why they're like because you have to do something at some point like we trade with them because we want the cheap goods right you know we want the cheap labor etc so um you know that's that's why we engage in trade with china but then we look like a bunch of fucking assholes because a lot of people you know especially like celebrities and stuff have been you know speaking out against these you know slave laborers mm -hmm. and things like that for like just these products and it's like at some point in time you know you gotta start to do something and maybe this is like the first step in like hey we're trying to fucking like warn you here because like so the united states um is now bec because of the the pandemic and other things and not being able to get materials that you need to make your products have decided to go ahead and start creating um you know actual manufacturing facilities for things that we need right so microchips other things and other companies are following suit because like when you can't get goods from china you're fucked that's right 
and they're not ever going to let that happen again. So it's slowly going to be building back up in the United States for us to manufacture shit. And we won't just be just a service industry. So this is one of the things where it's like, hey, mm, you need to stop. Eventually, we'll just manufacture shit here. Right. I mean, and to your point, I don't know if you remember, I think you and I discussed uh, the Chinese outsourced some of their clothing manufacturing to North Korea. mm -hmm. And then they just re 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 they tag it as made in China. But they the the labor is so cheap in North Korea that they're like, fuck, we can even make an even bigger profit because we'll take the the, the clothing that we're already making for shit. It's it's cheap. And we're going to do it even cheaper because the North Koreans will fucking eat it up alive mm -hmm. and we're going to save even more money, which is really awful. Like it's, it, it's, you know, I, how is it, how are you able to stop it? It's again, the way you stop it is kind of what you elucidated to already make it here, pay your workers what they fucking deserve. I mean, yeah. Is the iPhone going to be more expensive? Well, yeah, because the price that it's at right now is because it's made over there. Um, but it goes, I mean, who knows? It, it, there's a lot of things that could come into play that maybe the price remains the same. I don't know. It's hard to say. But having that critical technological infrastructure in this part of the world versus in China, communist China's hands, I think it's a better move to have it here. Again, we don't have any listeners in communist China, so I'm not really worried about upsetting anybody over there. Um, but uh, it is even if we did upset anybody over there, give fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Commie pig. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of stuff is is made over there. And, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of computer, you know, uh, parts, chips, whatever you want to call them. Um, are made over there and you know a lot of companies you know big companies reputable companies have you know manufacturing over there because it is so much cheaper and i'm sure they take advantage of the you know the cheap labor and everything oh, else yeah. but eventually it all like it it swings around and these companies take advantage of these you know maybe less developed or or cheap labor or whatever however you want to call it like india and other places where they take advantage by using you know their um labor because it's cheaper yep to do things that's why like so there's so much outsourcing for call centers and things like that and like it's it's really crazy like the amount that corporations in general take advantage of the worker whether it be in mm -hmm. the united states or in another country they it's it's for the bottom line it's never for your well-being no you're, you're not wrong at all and again i just want to reiterate um the claims that uh these groups are discovering or at least that have been uncovered i want to again mass arbitrary ar arbitrary detention torture enforced disappearances mass surveillance cultural and religious erasure separation of families, forced returns to China, forced labor, sexual violence, and violations of reproductive rights. And by what, what that means is actually forcing people to have an abortion. Uh, so uh, not uh, a beacon of, I know that uh, this country fucks up often and daily, uh, but n not like that, at least not anymore. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be nice if that ended. Um, I want to wrap things up today with a bit of good news at least positive news, okay? For those of you that have been living under a rock, this was a big story. Uh, Larry Nasser, uh, some of you probably 
most of you have heard of this person. Some of you may have not. This is a big deal here in this country for our international audience. The brutal prison attack on sicko sports doctor Larry Nasser was inside his cell and out of sight of cameras, according to an insider. The child molester who sexually abused hundreds of U.S. gymnasts, including leading Olympians, was stabbed at least 10 times with a makeshift weapon inside a federal prison in Florida on Sunday. But it was deemed an unwitnessed event because it was inside a cell, the main blind spot for cameras inside the high-security lockup, according to an insider. However, Mr. Nasser is still alive, so the job has not been completed quite yet. And it's rather unfortunate. Um, who's to, Listen, we used to, when I worked uh, at, the, at the warehouse long ago, there was a fellow that worked with us whose father was a uh, deputy sheriff. And I did ask the question, hey, do people who hurt kids, do they get treated differently in prison? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, he goes, the screws will look the other way because the inmates will sort that out. He goes, people don't like that. He goes, the most hardcore of killers, murderers, and thieves, they don't like people who hurt children. Nobody does. It's like an international understanding among, across culture and class, right? It's, it's an estuary where we all come together and say, what do we not like? People who hurt kids. You're right. You're right. None of us like that shit. So surveillance cameras otherwise scan corridors and common areas, but it was not immediately clear if they caught the attacker, thought to be another prisoner, entering the cell. The stabbing was the second time the 59-year-old pedophile had been attacked since getting sentenced to hundreds of years in prison and three different trials for molesting young women. He was assaulted in May of 2018, months after sentencing was finished, when he was sent to the general population of his initial federal lockup in Tucson, Arizona. The nature of the attack was never revealed, but Nasser was soon moved to Florida, where he was kept in a special unit with other sex offenders, insiders have said. The latest attack came just two weeks after the Florida Prisons Union held a protest over dangerous understaffing. They're going to have somebody killed, either staff or inmate, if they don't fix the problem, said local 506 president Joe Rojas, a New York native who worked at the prison for nearly 30 years. We sounded the alarm, we warned the public, and I hate to be prophetic, but we were right. Stabbing also came just weeks after Unabomber Ted Kaczynski's suicide in North Carolina Federal Medical Center amid lingering fallout from the 2019 Jeffrey Epstein suicide <laughs> in his Manhattan lockup, which was also not caught on camera and blamed in part on staffing was sure. Quote, unquote, suicide. <laughs> this kind of violence in our federal prisons is inexcusable, said Daniel Landsman, Deputy Director of Policy at the Criminal Justice Advocacy Group Families Against Mandatory Minimums. The failures that led to Nasser's assault are not isolated. Off, too often, we see similar incidents impact incarcerated people across the country. The Federal Borough of Prisons earlier confirmed that an inmate at the Federal Correctional Complex, Coleman, needed life-saving treatment after an attack just after 2.30 p.m. Sunday. The spokesperson refused to confirm it was Nasser, citing privacy restrictions. <clears throat> Rojas, the union president, previously confirmed that to the Post that Nasser suffered a punctured lung when he was stabbed twice in the neck, twice in the back, and six times in the chest. And they still didn't fucking kill this guy. Right? Like, God damn, he still didn't do a good enough job. Jesus. The next time they'll get him. I mean, one can hope. One can remain hopeful. And yeah. I want to remind everybody, before, like, oh, I can't believe you said that. Uh, 300 girls and women accused the Michigan State sports doctor 
of sexually abusing him, including uh, Simone Biles, an Olympic uh, medalist for the United States of America. Young girls. Gymnastics. There was gymnastics, okay? This motherfucker is a piece of shit, and they went to him to fix their their back or whatever was bothering them because they're fucking doing all those flips for fun, right? Hoping one day they get fucking sponsored and and do all this great shit, right? Like, you know, and he fucking sticks his hand, his fingers in their vaginas. Yep. To do what he called pelvic, uh, like adjustments Mm -hmm. or he and he would stick his finger in their ass without a glove and then stick his finger in their vagina and gave them fucking yeast infections. And then these girls' backs got worse because they were afraid to go back to him. Like, so they even got even worse problems with their backs. And, like, it, it was fucked up, dude. Like, the shit that he did to these girls was, is so Reddit. fucked up. Mm-hmm. So fucked up. Agreed. He deserves to be stabbed more. And he did it with parents in the room because he would move the girls in a way so that the parents couldn't see what he was doing. And these young ladies who don't know anything about anything, and they're trusting this individual with their care, which is the greatest violation, the greatest violation of trust. You're in a position of authority as a doctor, and you you violate the trust of these young ladies and their families. First of all, sentencing him to 40 to 175 years is moot. It does. We could save all of the problems, including him getting stabbed in the cleanup thereafter, and the thousands of dollars in medical care that you, the taxpayer, just footed mm-hmm. with one very inexpensive three hundred eight to the fucking head. The show is over, man. <laughs> Done. That, that is the prescription. I, it's hey, listen. I'm handing them out. Okay, right. It's this like fucking got guy's got to go. Yeah, I got a fever, and the only prescription. It's more 308 shows. That's right. <laughs> little 308 shit. I mean, even a Mose and the God, 76254. Oh, yeah. Woo. Yeah. Split his cranium in half. That's right. Was it 256 grains? Yeah. See ya. See ya. I mean, you like the, the 22. The exit, the exit would probably blow the entire back of his head out. That's why you do it next to, you know, on a tree next to a hole. So he kind of falls in there. And right, then, uh, it just uh, the, the problem takes care of itself, and, then, and like you said, now it's good for the environment. That's right. Should, that should be our news: so killing perverts is good for the environment. Oh God, that's that's a T-shirt idea, right? Right, there. that's oh, that's God. the new green deal, right there. <laughs> yes, it is. I love funny. it. I love that, it. That's I lo- the new green deal. This is killing I, perverts is good for the environment. I bet you, if Christopher and I put a campaign together and we we ran this, I bet you we would get fucking votes because. Everybody oh, yeah. across the spectrum. I mean, even shit libs are like, yeah, you really shouldn't hurt children. Um, mm-hmm. We should probably get rid of you. And of course, um, you know, I mean, again, this is just a universal thing. There's nothing special about this position at all. It's the default position. If you harm uh, the helpless, the, you know, the, our, the kids or the elderly, you deserve the firing squad. That's the end of the discussion. I don't have, I don't want to hear about proportionality. I don't want to hear about, well, you don't, no, 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 no. You got to go. This guy should be dead already. Like, mm-hmm. He should be gone. We don't have, we don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. We don't have time for people who hurt children. We've been putting up with it for a long enough time. We have a very inexpensive, ammo prices are going down. Okay. 
There isn't a shortage anymore. If you really want to fuck them up, you hit them with 22s for an hour. Okay. Now that could be lodged under cruel and unusual, but it was cruel and unusual for him to diddle 300 girls and young women. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, now Angel's solution is for him to get ass raped into oblivion for the rest of his life. Yeah. Which with a pineapple. With a pint, yeah. With a pineapple. But at the same time, I would just rather get rid of him and turn him into fucking mulch. And get right. Him. I mean, like, like I just see it like we're saving time. Like I said, it's it's the the Green New Deal or New Green Deal or whatever you want to call it. We're feeding the trees. That's right. Saving the environment. Kill save the environment. Kill your local pervert. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's outstanding. So, I mean, it was kind of like anticlimactic. He got stabbed, but he's still around. Right. Stab, stabby man, no stab hard enough. He ain't going to get a contract ever again. Yeah. Like, stabby man, stabby man, need to try again. He bungled stab, the hit. Stabby man, stab harder next time. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder stabby man, country. stab many more times. That's right. Mm hmm. I wonder who they contracted it out to. I mean, maybe if they hand it over to like a proper gang of killers, like they get rid right. Of like, where's MS-13? They love to kill people. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy's easy. You know what I mean? Um, that's all I have for uh for this week. Draw, I'll draw and quarter that motherfucker. Oh God, if only, if only, <laughs> body on display in public. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the way to do it. Let the crows pick at him. Yeah, yeah. There we go. We're feeding the animals. I love it. You know, fertilizer idea. for the ground. That, that, like I said, that is the new green deal. And we're <laughs> sending a message. We're sending a message. <laughs> right. Fuck around and find out. So uh, I like it. This is at the green. Don new Corleone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I don't have anything else for this week. I'll turn it over to my friends, starting with um, the number one here in the in the boss's chair. What do you have? Anything uh, for the rest of the um, the bit shoot? All right. Don't forget about the bit shoot. Somebody did. I appreciate those that have signed up, seen it. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Christopher. Anything else before we depart? Save a tree, kill a pervert. Uh, it's outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, I don't have anything else. Also, I'd like to thank our sponsors, agorasnexus.com, and, of course, Ray Faba, fine art and design from the Great Lakes. I paint Akron all accidents are happy accidents. Team Mandalore, who does keep cycling very weird. Uh, love you guys. Thank you very much for the support. Also, don't forget about our friend Bobby. Fairly decent golf. Check him out. Um, Twitter, Instagram, and the TikTok. Don't forget to check out our friend Bobby. Great dude. Lots of fun, funny videos, wonderful man. Appreciate him a lot. Uh, But ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for us to discuss. I want to give you the weather report here. This is Weatherman Jay checking in to let you know, for those of you that live in the area, today was a high of 86. Tomorrow is a high of 84. Friday, 84. Saturday, 83. Sunday, 84. Monday, 81. Tuesday, get a bit of a break, 79. Then next Wednesday, up to 84. Next Thursday, 82. Friday, 82. Folks, the dog days of summer have arrived. In fact, humidity has been excruciatingly high the last couple of days. Right now, it's 63%. And as of this recording, it's 7.34 p.m. It is 84 degrees real feel with that humidity in the northeast of Ohio, Soviet. Warm day, okay? Ball vinegar, temperatures are right. Conditions are right for the creation of ball vinegar and stink, Okay. Fat fold sweat, belly button disgustingness, fat. I mean, it's just under tit. All of it is bad news. Not to mention, of course, your armpits, your asshole, the taint, the dung ditch, the bollocks, whatever you want to call it, the inner thigh, 
glide because of all that sweat. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the solution. We have medicine for your condition of stink. Todd's Gay Soap from Akron Apothecary. Don't forget to check them out. Sponsor these guys in that podcast. Please check out the wide range of two kinds of soap from what, I, from what I've seen so far. We don't have any new ones yet. But nonetheless, we have testimony. We have testimony of people who have used the gay soap. They've gotten themselves nice and clean, asshole in pristine condition, ready for a salad tossing, on demand because of Todd's gay soap. Please check out our friend Todd and his soap, cold-pressed soap from Gay Hands to your supple ass. We're here to help you. The largest organ you have, your skin, you got to take care of it, folks. All right? Don't let the dog days of summer let you down. Don't let down your coworkers, your friends, and other people at the barbecue that can't eat a hamburger because it smells so bad they're going to vomit. Okay? Todd's Gay Soap, Akron Apothecary. Check it out because Todd's Gay Soap is... Oh, that ass. And if you want the 69 to be divine, use Gay Soap to make that ass smell fine. (laughs) (laughs) Bravo. Thank you very much, everybody. Have a great week. See ya.